We're live at Dave & Buster's in Vernon Hills. Uh, as Shay had mentioned, there's a little uh, controversy here going on on social media, a little back and forth between some of the reporters who are reporting the latest on the Bears trading for, not trading away this time, but trading for Chase Claypool. And originally some had reported that they were sending the pick they got yesterday from Baltimore in the Roquan deal, the second-round pick they got. And we said, oh, that's better because you get to keep your pick. Your pick's going to be a lot better then Baltimore's pick, um, like I said, Courtney and the FBI people at the Football Power Index people at ESPN had projected the Bears to finish uh, with the, the eighth worst record, so be picking eighth and 40th. But uh, others are saying, no, it is their second-round pick, which is, you know, uh, would be, let's just say, for bleeps and giggles, that 40th selection. It'll probably be somewhere in that range, I would think, anywhere from 40 to 45 probably given uh, where the Bears are and how this thing might end up, that that's the pick they're going to send to Baltimore. Too steep a price to pay, or do you like it, where the Bears potentially uh, could be getting a wide receiver that was really good as a rookie and has slowly but surely, for whatever reason, seen a, a dip in his productivity and has kind of fallen out of favor a little bit in Pittsburgh. I don't think it's a great situation. We don't say that often about Pittsburgh, but I don't want to say it's dysfunctional there, but the offense has been a mess the last year and a half. The quarterback play is still not consistent. And good, uh, maybe they find a way to untap what we saw in that first year in Pittsburgh in 2020. By the way, Schefter just confirmed it is the Bears' own second-round pick going to uh, Pittsburgh. Okay, Listen, so it is their at, pick. At least Thanks, in Jay. the trade, you still have a second-rounder. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You still have a second-rounder in this year's upcoming draft because you got the Baltimore Ravens. It's going to be up in the... In the 50s, where you're going to end up picking 56, 58, somewhere up there. Yeah. Could be as bad as 60. Could be as bad as, yeah, yeah could sure. be as, or it could be 64. Should be close. If Baltimore wins the uh, Super Bowl, it would be 64. Yeah. They make but the you're playoffs. probably right, mid-50s. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're looking at, mid-50s. Yep. And listen, you made the trade. If you, you like the player and you think the player is going to be able to come in, it's up to the player now. You can implement implement them in the offense. Now the player has to perform. Josina Anderson tweeted this, Yurko. As of 8 a.m. this morning... I'm told it was looking like the Green Bay Packers was potentially uh, going to have the best offer for Chase Claypool. Obviously, the Bears have swooped in and nabbed the wide receiver. So according to Josino, who covers the NFL, the Packers were a team that some around the league had thought would ultimately make the best offer and maybe yeah. land Chase Claypool. So, And Brandon Cooks is the other name that's out there. Houston would yes. be more than yes. happy to part with him yes. for whatever, but his $18 million guaranteed contract for 2023 mm. is getting in the way of anything happening with any team because they've got financial ramifications. And Houston doesn't want to commit to that, and the next team doesn't want to commit to well, it. Well, nobody wants to commit to yeah. the $18 million. I mean, year. Houston has a feeling that they're going to be a, yeah. you know, a little bit sketchy again. But if they can get something back for Brandon Cooks, obviously the Rams would need him, but the Rams got nothing to trade. The Packers at least have something to trade, but they're up against the cap. I mean, they'd literally be cutting people or reworking contracts to get Brandon Cooks to up there. be able there. to fit him in. Do they need him? Oh, they probably do need him. Yeah, they need somebody. I don't think he trusts anybody up there right now. I mean, maybe Romeo well, Lazard, Dobbs. Lazard, Lazard. Lazard. And that, the, that's the killer. And he's I, getting the chemistry with Dobbs, but that's going to take a little bit yeah. more time. That doesn't happen overnight. Like, Dobbs shows you the flashes. Yeah. The catch he made the other night was yep. really good in Buffalo, yep. but you're right. I don't think there's well, and, that total trust. And, and then trust the yet. offensive line, and, uh, you know, we can get Nolan Murphy up here to talk about his Green Bay Packers. The offensive line, they got a guy number 53 that's playing a little bit undersized, playing maybe out of position at the tackle. He's getting run over. 
Is that uh, t- I mean, who are, a right tackle? Who, yeah, uh, right tackle. I think Yash I saw him playing the other name. Side? 53, whoever 53 is. They're only numbers Elton until they Jenkins become was out again with yeah. Neiman maybe playing. Is Bakhtiari even in there Bakhtiari anymore? Bakhtiari was back on Sunday. Jeez, he did. Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari missed the Washington game. Uh, is that who they played two weeks ago and lost? I think the Washington game. But he was back in there the other night. I yes. mean, can the guy play or can he play? If you can't depend upon him to play in 17 games, at some point you've got to consider him done. Don't you? If I can't rely on Bakhtiari to play every single game, he already missed last year. It's already gone, right? I had one year gone. Yes, he missed He didn't play at the beginning of this season, four or five games. Yeah. You know, I used to bust on D. Rose for not coming back after a year. I got to ask the guy up there what the hell's going on. Uh, Neiman 73, so I'm not sure who you were talking about. Uh, 53. They, they've got 53 as a D lineman oh boy. on their numerical. I got line. wrong numbers there. Yeah, I think you got the wrong number. I got a wrong number in my mind. So Who's 73? Neiman is 73. I'll go, I'll go watch Josh the Neiman, film again. I'll go check it out. I got that fancy NFL stuff. You got it? The you all the, 22. The all 22 is the I'll best. I'll go check it out. There's a guy doing pirouettes out there. That's the best. I said, there's no place to dance, my friend. You've no. got to play football out what, here. What do you think of the, the Jalen Waddle dance? You like the Waddle Waddle when they, they all get around the ball and they do the Waddle? Yeah, when Waddle I, scores? I, 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 I don't care for it. I'm an old man. I like it. You know I don't care for it as long as it's entertaining. Waddle. I Just keep your helmet on. That's all I tell Keep people. your helmet on. Keep your right. helmet on or yeah. otherwise you're going to be in trouble. Oh, man. Yeah, offensive line, um, too. They've got to play and perform for the Bears. I'm thinking about the defense. You asked me what the defense needs to do. This offensive line, including that left tackle, needs to find a way to go ahead and continue to play well. You know, if he plays better in the second half, they might feel like they've got something and they don't need to go get a left tackle. I've seen guys that Big Big Cat Williams was a right tackle. Nobody thought he was going to be. He was a defensive lineman coming in the league. Right. And he became a, a, a tackle. Cecil Gray. Played for the Philadelphia Eagles for a long time. Cecil Gray was a defensive lineman that came in the league, came to the offensive line. Mark Bortz, defensive lineman, switched from the defensive line to the offensive line, played for an extended long period of time, 83 to about 93, 11, 12 years. So there's guys that are out there that aren't necessarily first-round picks that come out and perform. I don't know what Leatherwood is. I don't know. You know, you got them, you're paying them. I mean, you, you, are you, you developing them? You With must. all the problems that you've had on this offensive line, like how, why can, the, he not, how can Leatherwood not be in there if he's a player? I, I don't if he's know. anything, I, I, maybe how can he be in there? Just slow coming back from whatever it was that caused him to miss all that time. Um, I mean, there's obviously something they like about him. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done that. Because, you know, you're, you're always going to run a risk by not claiming a guy because you don't know where he's going to choose. But there had to be something for them to say, we'll take the remaining years of that deal. You know, we, we believe there's some untapped potential there. Uh, unfortunately, we're halfway through the season, and we haven't seen that yet. He hasn't been able to get on the field. If you've got a Bears thought, uh, are you liking what... Uh, are you liking what Ryan Poles is doing, the Roquan deal, acquiring Chase Claypool? Give us your thoughts on all this. There's a lot. It's a lot to process. Three one two three three two three seven. We got, we got some calls, Tom. Ready to go. Ultimately, I like the direction of all of this. Let's see if it works. Let's see if they can, you know, hit it out of the park now with Claypool. Let's see if they can do something with that fifth round pick that they got from Baltimore. So the Lions for Hawkinson. Yes, they got a second round pick in 2023 and a third round pick in 2024. All right, and the Bears are trading just one pick, yeah, as far as we know, to the Steelers. Merck, uh, fire away. Where are we going? All right, Carm. Let's start uh, my hometown now. Uh, Scott and Deerfield, line two. Shit. Hey, Scotty. What's up? Hey, you guys. Not too much, man. I. Uh... I love the Roquan deal. I don't understand why they're trading a 40th pick for a dude with only one year left on his rookie deal. 
Like, obviously they need receivers, right? But what are they going to do, like, the jump from the rookie deal to the second-year deal with the receivers, like the biggest pay increase in football? You won't worry about that until he becomes a stud for your football team. I, mean, I guess, Scotty, the idea is when you're going to deal with it. Cross that bridge when you Couldn't get there. Couldn't they draft another Anthony Miller, though, and keep a guy for four years on a rookie deal with that pick? Well, I think I hope gonna, it's better than Anthony yeah, Miller. I don't want another well, Anthony Miller. I mean, and Shaheen, I want a, he was I want a too, stud. But there's players out there. I want that a Jamar be Chase. A better than him that'll have extra years on a rookie I want, deal. I want Jamar Chase. Well, listen, that's who you're looking to draft. Jamar Chase, Scotty. They're going to draft a receiver. I mean, I, this I, I'd be almost stunned if they didn't. Um, thank you, Scotty. Well, even I a mean, great deal. Uh, uh, I didn't mean to cut him off. Well, I had said thanks. I mean. Um, it's hard when we're, it's a little clunky when we're not in studio. I don't have control of that. I got Sorry. you. Uh, I mean, I don't think it precludes them from, tr- from drafting a wide receiver. No. They've got another r- a pick in the second round. You're, you're seeing that teams are finding receivers in rounds two, three, and four like crazy these days. There's so much speed and skill coming out of college. These kids are such good athletes. They're all playing in these spread up-tempo offenses, which are now proliferating into the NFL. Uh, you're, you've got three and four wide receivers on the field constantly, sometimes five, uh, five wide receivers. I don't think it precludes them from going out and adding. And like Eric said, you're going to cross that bridge when you get there. If he hits the way you think, you'll have no problem paying him. Now, is he ever going to be a $20 million a year wide receiver? No, probably Maybe not. not. You know, probably not, but he, you know, he he could be a productive player for you. But it, and you it, find a way to get a deal done that keeps him around. Your perfect scenario. He comes in and all of a sudden he hits, and he's got a great chemistry with your quarterback. You like what you see. He's the perfect teammate. He's not a little bit of malcontent. He's not causing you any problems. Comes in and he proves who he is. You can go to him and say, "Listen, you're only making one five next year." I said, "We'd like to sign you to a deal, and we'd like to pay you this much." Mm. Now, remember, one five. You're going to make some money in the next two years. We're going to get you paid right now. Money now is always worth something a little bit to the players, because rather than make one point five, maybe I can make fifteen million in a signing bonus, and then add three, four more years onto my deal, and still make a pretty decent rate. You're not going to make twenty million a year. Well, you got nine. Not going to do that. You got nine games left to figure it out. Right? right. Can you see in nine those games nine to games. figure it out? Then you got an off season. You got next right. year to figure it out. Okay. Uh, let's uh, Merck. Who's next? Uh, let's go to Robert in Franklin Park. Robert hey, Robert. Franklin. You're on ESPN 1000. Uh, What's up? Uh, hey, guys. Uh, I like the Roquam trade. Um, I also like this Claypool trade also. Um, we're dealing, in my opinion, this looks like moves a GM should make. Uh, 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 Roquan Smith didn't want to be here. He wanted big bucks. Uh, Poles tried. He couldn't do it. And I like that they were able to get Claypool away from a team within the division also. Last year, guys, we had a GM for the past few years giving multiple picks to get one guy in the draft. And also, uh, he traded a pick to get a punt returner who was injured last year. I love the moves. I love what's going on. Of course, let's see what happens. Uh, My question is, is he going to be able to play this Sunday? Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Yerk, what do you think? Can they well, get him up to speed, and can he play Sunday? I, I, I would be guessing the same way McCaffrey went in and just played 21 plays. Yep. I mean, if he comes in and the terminology is close and he can understand, and maybe they'll say, here's five plays, and we're going to run these five plays during the game. We're going to get you in there. I think that's the scenario. Maybe he comes in, he knows the system. It's not a problem. He knows the verbiage. Might not be an issue at all. 
my guess is that if you can get 15, 20 plays out of him, you play. Yeah. You'd be happy. I, I, w- I would think so. Yeah. Like my guess is he'd play a little bit. But when he's there, you want to give him the football. You want to give him a chance. We'll take a quick break. We'll take more of your Bears calls on the other side of this timeout. We want to know what you think about all this. The Bears subtracting a little, adding a little, and they have traded their second-round pick, not the pick they got from Baltimore. It is important to note that pick is their pick is obviously going to be higher and better than Baltimore's. They are trading that pick for Chase Claypool. They reunite Cole Komet and Chase Claypool. Back together again, Yurko. 312-332-3776. We are live at Dave & Buster's in Vernon Hills. The whole station out here the rest of the day will cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie. Black and Abdallah will be here from 6 until 7 into Game 3 of the World Series, which got pushed because of weather in Philly. So they'll play that game tonight. Three nights in a row here. They'll play Games 3, 4, and 5 in Philly, and you'll catch all those games uh, right here on ESPN 1000. And we're proud to announce we are your future home of the Chicago Bears. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports is also the new radio home of the Chicago Bears. That's the big news of the day. Starting in 2023, we are your home for Chicago Bears football. Bears, very excited about that. We're live at Bears. Busters in Vernon Hills. Uh, we're going to grab a couple calls. And then, you know, Jesse's got the Sox update. Jesse's been all over this. Uh, Pedro Griefall was someone that Jesse wrote about when the whole search was starting. So he'll join us with a quick update here. Uh, I, I don't think the White Sox have made anything official. I don't think they can because the World Series is going to be played the next right. three nights. Something but, is obviously leaked. But though. Kansas City's former bench coach, Pedro Griefall, is going to be the new manager. And Jesse's got some details on that and the bench coach and uh, some other odds and ends. Big day. Yeah. All that's going on. White Sox, you know, that's leaked out here. And In the White, White Sox front Sox office, are? you know what they said? Vote for Pedro. Vote for Pedro, yes. Vote for Come. Pedro. Very good. Here. And Napoleon Dynamite. You get it? Uh, I get it. You get it? You get it? I get it. Hilarious. Uh, the Bears have acquired Chase Claypool. They tra- uh, traded Roquan Smith yesterday. And we've got uh, about an hour and 40 minutes left until the trade deadline. Will anything else happen? Will David yes. Montgomery go? Will Eddie Jackson well, go? What do you we'll mean see. yes? What does that mean yes? Not, not, not uh, NFL related, but this is a crazy story going down with the Nets. Do you know yes, it is. Do you know look, did you see who they're going to hire? We'll try to get to that. The Nets have fired. The Nets won last night. They yes, played they the did. Bulls tonight. Right. They have fired Steve Nash. Okay. Which is not a shock. So Kevin Durant got his way. Yeah, and it sounds like they're going to hire Ime Udoka, who the Celtics have said because he's been suspended for the year for having an improper relationship. Um, so he can come to work. Well, no. I mean, they're going to let him go. It doesn't even sound like they're going to. No, I get it. They're going to let him go. Boston's going to let the guy they suspended for yes. a year go. Yes. And, and he's going to come and he's going to coach right away. It, yes. Well, he's not suspended by the league. He's I got suspended you. by Boston. Just trying to understand yes. it. That's it. Yeah. He had uh, a relationship that was consensual but was not disclosed. He can't do that, obviously. Uh, had a relationship with an employee of the Celtics. It was not disclosed. They got caught. He has been suspended for the year. It sounds like they might have been done with him altogether anyway. And now it appears they're going to let him go, and he can become the next coach of the Brooklyn Nets. So this is some wild stuff going on. Uh, Real quick, Dave in Northwest Indiana. Then we'll get to Jesse in the White Sox update. Dave, what's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. But, man, I'm just – I love Chase Claypool's talent. Uh, Man, from a playmaker to a play faker, he's like 50% effort. Like, what was it last year? It's that first down versus the Vikings. 
wants to celebrate and dance. Yes, and, and, that's true. You know, blows that, uh, I mean, heads up, heads up time clock management. Uh, Tony Romo called him out a few weeks ago, and he's like, man, he's just not quarterback friendly when he's running routes. Uh, I mean, and for for Justin Fields, that, that just that scares me a little bit. Um, you know, yeah. Dave, I, I think the only thing we could say is we hope he's reinvigorated and the right. attitude changes a little because I think there's talent there. Sometimes you're, a change of address yeah. is necessary. Look, I think he's fallen out of favor, and like Yurko said, uh, when you're the third guy and you know and your quarterback play is spotty anyway, and your offense hasn't been that good, you know I don't want to make excuses. You should give effort all the time. He's a pro. Yes, he should give effort, but sometimes these things happen, and a little change and of scenery can bring the best out of him. You gave your thoughts on how you want to conduct practice, and the uh, the head coach says, "Nah." I don't think so. Yeah, and he may look at you and go, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And so he may think, okay, this guy's just kind of flaked out on me a little bit, and that's the way they look at him now because what are you doing taking a receiver if they had 100% confidence in Claypool, right? They took Pickett in the second, second round. round. Yes, they well, did. Well, what are you doing that for if you had 100% confidence in Claypool? The point was they didn't, and they were ready to move on from him. And now the Bears hopefully can reinvigorate. Exactly. That's what you hope for. We'll get back to your Bears calls and your thoughts on this uh, action-packed day. I mean, it's been an action-packed 24 hours or so. The Bears making a couple of moves. Uh, we get to finally announce that we are the new radio That's broadcast right. partner in the radio home, the Chicago Bears, starting with next year, the 2023 campaign. Of course, we already have White Sox baseball here on ESPN Chicago and the ESPN Chicago app. Let's bring in Jesse Rogers. To Jesse's credit, he's been all over this. Uh, he started dropping hints privately to a few of us uh, some days ago that the White Sox were closing in on Pedro Griefall. Jesse wrote about him, and I don't think many of the national reporters were writing about it, whom the White Sox might select to replace Tony La Russa. It is going to be the former Kansas City bench coach. Jesse, uh, thanks for giving us a few minutes. I mean, one of the obvious questions is, um, and I know you, want, you had a thought on the Bears deal too first, right? Jesse, you want to mention that? Where do you want to start? Oh, well, I wanted to start with the fact that I expect Tuesday night Jesse Rogers' Braxton Jones show to be airing every week. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that because, uh, you know, I love Braxton. But um, I'm excited about this. I mean, I was involved in another station getting the Bears, in it, and it put them on the map yep. back in the Ditka days. So having the Bears is everything for Gosh. a radio station, a, a local station. So this is huge. I love it. It's an incredible win. Uh, fall. you know, the, one of the obvious things that people are asking, like, well, KC changed managers, and why were they not so impressed with their own internal candidate and their bench coach? Should that be a concern, as it sounds like he's getting this White Sox job? No, not at all. In fact, it, it's, it's a bonus if you know the whole story. I think they were interested, but the Sox were more interested and okay. wanted to come to a team that was kind of ready-made, right? A little bit more ready-made than the Kansas City Royals, for that matter. I'm not saying it, comes, it came down to exactly he had his choice. But the Sox were aggressive. He was aggressive with them. So why not take the Sox job with all that talent in a, in a major market instead of waiting around for Kansas City? So I think Kansas City understood early on he was high on the Sox radar, and that's why he ends up in Chicago. This wasn't like we don't like him. This was him wanting Chicago as much as Chicago wanted him. Okay, that's good to hear. What are his strengths, and why were you reporting on this uh, a month ago that he could be a candidate? Yeah, I immediately got on the phone with people in the business, and I said, of all the potential candidates, you know, people with a resume, people that have been around, which ones connect with Latin American players, specifically Cuban descent? That's important, and people need to understand that there's a big, you can't just lump Latin American players on, in, in together. There's a huge difference growing up and playing baseball in Puerto Rico compared to Cuba, and you can guess why. I mean, Puerto Rico's part of this 
country, right? Cuba is a completely different concept there. And the White Sox have a contingent of both Latin American players and specifically Cuban. And his name kept coming up. And he is of Cuban descent. Now, he grew up in Miami, but his ancestry is Cuban. Um, and here's some news. Charlie Montoya is likely to be the bench coach. He's of Puerto Rican descent. So I don't think there's any doubt the White Sox are trying to get a couple of guys, especially Griffal, that could connect with specifically their Cuban players and get the best out of their Latin American players. We saw that last year. It wasn't always the case. We're talking about the Makatas of the world and those kind of guys. So that's why he was on my radar early. Now, uh, one more thing. He wasn't necessarily a big name or, or high on anyone's radar back then, uh, and I think Espada was. Like, I would have said he was the favorite, but think about this. With Espada's resume and name recognition, the White Sox passed over him because this guy interviewed that much better. Really? So the, fact, the fact that he came out of nowhere, I think, is a plus. He must, just like Ozzie Guillen impressed Kenny way back when in 05, or, you know, when he got hired before 05, same thing here. This guy was definitely not the favorite on day one, in my opinion, so he must have impressed him enough that he jumped any of these other candidates. That's a good thing. So, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, that he must have done something to interview well and to impress them. Uh, was he a candidate anywhere else? Has he interviewed anywhere else? Has he been on anyone's radar at, at any yeah, point? Yeah, he's definitely been on radars. I'm not sure if he's interviewed. We'd have to go back and look. Um, I do know this. He's done just about every job there is in the game. He's a hitting instructor, a minor league coordinator, um, a catching instructor, then a bench coach. So he, uh, the, the, he checks all those ancillary boxes you want. What he doesn't have is, is head, you know, managing experience and making the moves in the moment and dealing with the media like any first-time manager. But I would say at least those other boxes that you want checked, are checked, and they, they certainly you know, fit into what Rick Hahn was talking about at the end of the year um, with a, an organization that's kind of for I mean, he was there when they won the World Series. Now, they have not had a, a good last few years, but he was there as, as, as um, bullpens became huge, and he, I, think, I think he qualifies in that manner. He has dugout experience. He's done different things. So he checks all the boxes except for being uh, uh, the, the, the number one guy on a team. Uh, was Ozzie Guillen ever close to getting the White Sox job? Not that I know of, but I don't know for sure. Not that I know of. I think at the very least it was a courtesy, as we talked about. I don't think it got that serious. Maybe they'll say, you know, and it'll leak out Ozzy was second. But I, I don't think so. I think Grafal for a little while now, a week or two, um, was, on, was at the top of their list. And that's why maybe things got a little quiet, because we didn't hear other people interviewing. All those under, other interviews you saw on Twitter and stuff were old. Those were all old, Carlos Mendoza, all that stuff. So I think he's been their guy for over a week. And that's partly why it was kind of quiet until the last couple of days. I started to get wind of it. And then, uh, and then the, you know, I, like I said, the bench coach will take care of it. I don't think they're going to announce the bench coach on Friday. And I expect it to be announced on Friday. That's now the off day in the World Series. Um, I think they're going to be looking for a new hitting coach. I'm almost sure of that. I think Frank Menachino's out. And um, so there's going to be a lot of changes. No surprise, Ethan Katz is going to be back. And um, that's kind of where we're at right now. Okay, that. so Ethan Katz, you expect to be back. Menachino probably out. That's what you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Anything else, Jess? And Miguel Cairo probably out. Yes, God, probably, yeah. most likely, yes. Anything else? Um, it's going to be a multi-year deal, no shock. I believe three years. I'm not sure if they'll put that in the press release on Friday. But I believe it's going to be three years. So this is a chance to grow with a guy. I know people think the White Sox are in win now. But in, in this day and age, I don't think – 
moving from bench coach to manager is all that big a deal. You, 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 if, if you've been in that dugout for a long time, it's really dealing with the media that is the biggest change for a lot of these guys. He went from unknown to being in front of the camera. So right. if that's the hardest challenge for him, I, it's a big deal. I think he'll be okay in the dugout because of all the experience. But, look, I don't know. We'll find out. Um, and uh, I, it, it may be the right guy, even if he's not the biggest name. That's my way of summing it up. Jesse, excellent work. Thanks for the update. Okay, take care. See you again. There's Jesse I, Rogers. Uh, Jesse's been all over this. And, like I said, it was hinting that uh, they were leaning towards Griefall here in the last couple of days. Yeah. Sounds like that's going to be the guy maybe at the end of the week. There's more breaking NFL news. Yes, there is. It's, it's not a Bears trade, but it affects the Bears at least for this week, ladies and gentlemen. And this is another big one. Boy, the trade deadline. Wow. Bradley Chubb is being sent to the Dolphins for a package that includes the 2023 first-round pick that Miami acquired from San Francisco, according to ESPN and Adam Schefter. So will he be in uniform when the Dolphins come to Soldier Field this weekend to take on the Bears? We're hoping Chase Claypool plays a little. I would think Bradley Chubb probably plays a little. And that's one thing that is pretty evident right now with that Miami Dolphin team. It's a good team. I think that defense could use another pass rusher. Well, outside linebacker, you know, not complicated sometimes. Go, go rush the passer. Yeah, go get the quarterback. Go, go get the guy. Yeah, go get the quarterback. Where are we going to put you here? Yeah. Go get the quarterback. That's what we want you to do. I would think he plays, right? Yeah. yeah like what was the compensation? It sounds like, a, well, Schefter writes a package that includes, so it's going to be more than one. Multiple picks. That includes the 2023 first-round pick that Miami got from San Francisco. And I'm real Because they were looking for two first round picks originally. Uh, that's, that's what, what the Denver rumor wanted. Was. Denver wanted right. two first round picks. I don't know if they ended up getting them. Probably not. We'll that's, find you know, out. We're going to find we'll, out. We'll, we'll find we'll out con- here shortly. We'll continue to keep everyone uh, yeah, Don't want to be premature on right. this one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so wow, lots of breaking news. Yeah. Bears active. And the, uh, on the NFL and, active. And the White Sox hire has a lot of that Rick Hahn stench on it. Why is it stench? Well, he's the guy that made the hire when he didn't get to hire the last manager. I think he got a chance to hire this manager. Well, you hire a guy to so do I'm a job. You, I mean. I'm telling you, what I'm telling you is that his mm. smell is all over this. I hope he gets his it right. His hands here. are there. This is his scent. He's gone over and he's marked his territory. He lift up this, his leg. And this is his hire. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I hope it's. This is his hire. This is the guy that he wants. So if it doesn't work, we got to blame Rick. You know whose fault it is uh, now. I'll, Can't blame Jerry anymore. That's cool. Okay, fine by me. This is Rick's hire. It's fine by he's me. He's already botched up the team. Let's hope he doesn't botch up the manager. I know. Bro. Uh, from your lips to God's ears. Yeah. that's the expression, right, Erico? Yep. I hope you're right. Busy, crazy day. I mean, all this NFL news. The White Sox, the Steve Nash situation, and it looks like Ime Udoka is going to take over the Brooklyn Nets. And the Bulls are in Brooklyn tonight to take on the Nets. Wild day. We are talking about all of it. We'll cross talking about 30. Back out to your Bears calls coming up, 312-332-3776. Live at Dave & Buster's in Vernon Hills. We are your new home for the Chicago Bears starting in 2023. We're ESPN Chicago. Working from home or back in the office? Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. We're having a great day out here at Dave & Buster's in Vernon Hills. Waddle and Sylvie follow us. We'll cross talk with the guys in less than 30. Black and Abdallah tonight, 6-7. to seven. Then into game three of the Phillies and the Astros. Series tied at one. They got pushed to tonight because of weather in Philly last night. It is a crazy whirlwind day. First of all, we are your new home for the Chicago Bears. Starting next season, the 2023 2023 campaign, 
a multi-year deal. Uh, the Bears and ESPN Chicago, good karma brands, uh, entering into a multi-year partnership. We will be your home for the Bears next season and for the foreseeable future, which we just think is absolutely fantastic. The Bears traded Roquan yesterday. They've acquired Chase Claypool today. Uh, Ime Udoka looks like he's going to be the next coach of the Nets as they fired Steve Nash after a win last night. The Nets play at home against the Bulls tonight. The White Sox are set to name Pedro Griefall. I hope I'm saying his name right. I've heard Griffal, Griffal. It's We'll fine. find out. Uh, the former bench coach at Kansas City. You just heard Jesse talking about why they're choosing Pedro, what he's heard, all the good things he has heard yep. about Pedro Griffal, and how he connects and communicates with the Latin players. He's not Cuban Tony LaRusso. It's probably the best thing going for him right True. now. We also have this big, uh, you want to talk about a blockbuster. Here Here's we go, a blockbuster. Folks. Let's go. Uh, the Miami Dolphins come to Soldier Field as about four-and-a-half-point favorites this weekend, and they're going to have a shiny new toy, Yurko. Bradley Chubb is a Dolphin, and we would expect he plays a little. Hopefully Claypool 26 does, year too. 26-year-olds, five-and-a-half sacks already, but he's 26, year old, he's 26 years old. The Dolphins are expected to work out a new long-term deal with Bradley Chubb per sources. This is all according to Adam Schefter. Yeah, he's in the fifth year of his rookie deal. Miami is trading. A 2023 first-rounder. It's the pick they have from San Francisco. Right. They're trading a 2024 fourth-rounder and Chase Edmonds to the Broncos for Bradley Chubb and a 2025 fifth-round pick. Well, it's a lot to get up. That defense could use it right now, especially their secondary is banged up. Uh And what always helps out a secondary, a good pass rush. And uh, Denver wanted two first-round picks. That was their initial want as they put Chubb out there. That's what they were looking for. They're looking to get two first-round picks back. Uh, they've got problems at the running back position because of the injuries they've got to a number of different running backs they have. Correct. So they end up getting themselves a little bit of a running back there with Chase Edmonds, and uh, they get the first-round pick, which is what they're going to need to retool this team. Uh, the quarterback hasn't been the answer. And I'm no, sure he they was better the up. other day. I'm sure they gave up a first-round pick to get Oh, yeah. Russell also. Wilson, multiple picks coming back. So now they've they got to use another reacquire one. some picks, yeah. trying to get some talent in there. And, I mean, the receiving position they've got, I think, is solidified in Denver. Um, you know, what are they going to need? You just pass, You just traded away a pass rusher. So Yes, they did. I mean, it's comical to think that, okay, you're going to move assets to try to get back assets to help Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson looks like he's not going to be the answer for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, it hasn't really worked unless out the way they thought. he flips his game. I mean, you can't complain that they don't have the talent. Two first, two seconds, and a fifth. Yeah, uh, and you know Noah Fant, Drew Locke too. But two first, two seconds, and a fifth was the Russell Wilson deal. So uh, why don't Sylvia are going to have polls? What time, guys? Ryan polls today. Sometime late in the day after the deadline. After the deadline. We so are at 3 o'clock Central time. And, I, and I'm eager to find out, you know, when, when Ryan Poles was doing the college scouting for Veach and with Andy and the crew in Kansas City, what he thought of Chase Claypool. Will we get an honest assessment and an honest answer? Sometimes, you know, you get a little something I, I different think, what they say publicly. But I think you'll get a rosier answer than, you know, when you acquire the guy, I think you're going to get a rosier answer. Why? That, that's kind of what I mean. I'd love yeah. to know, like, maybe he really was high when they were doing the workup on the offensive players, what he thought of Claypool coming out of Notre Dame a couple of years ago, because they are paying a steep price to get him. That, you know, that could be a top 40, 42, 43 pick that the Bears are going to send to the Pittsburgh Steelers for Chase Claypool, who they hope they can reinvigorate and bring back to life after a sensational rookie season. He hasn't been as great the last year and a half. If you have a thought on all that the Bears have done, if you like the direction of the team right now, 
312-332-3776. It's kind of been a whirlwind, Yerk. Um, starting with the Roquan news yesterday. You know, you could even go back the Robert Quinn trade a week before that. But it's pretty obvious and apparent what the Bears are doing here right now. Wins and losses aren't that important right now. The development of the quarterback and this offense and sort of the system they're put in place is important. And acquiring younger talent, freeing up cap space, acquiring draft picks. He has checked all those boxes. A lot of this is going to come back down to the quarterback being good. And I think there have been some really positive signs out of Justin Fields the last few weeks. I think they've seen it, especially in the last month, but really the last two weeks. I think maybe it's just slowed down a little bit for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's got a better understanding of what he wants to do at the quarterback position. I mean, he's not putting lights-out numbers up there. It's true. They're not but extremely he, gaudy. he is putting up better numbers, better completion numbers. Yes. And, you know, he still is an absolute weapon with his legs, and he's been able to continue to do that. But I think he's more patient. I think he has a tendency to sit and go out and then maybe look for the receiver. He can't find it, then he's going to go. If he sees man and he thinks he can get more yardage via the run, he goes ahead and he takes off. Things are heading in the right direction. They're not flying. You know, it's not a bullet going up the charts. But it's certainly heading in the right direction, and he's climbing the mountain that needs to be climbed to become a good young quarterback in this league. Cap and Courtney were saying earlier today, Courtney was in one more day with Cap, but he's back tomorrow. That uh, the one of the calls, like if you hear on the parabolic mic, that the touchdown to Nikhil Harry or Enkil as you call him, so you can hear Justin get to the line and sight adjust it, and, and you know, which, just pointed. You can hear it on the parabolic mic, or what? No, did he no, say? he said something. Uh, okay. he checked, checked something yeah. to Nikhil Harry. Okay, like looked and specifically saw, to him. Yes, yeah, so like looked, diagnosed, saw something. Saw the coverage that was going to be there you know, and said. Like, We've got something going on, on, on. Yes, let's what, make it happen. And what does Yurko always say? That's the time for thinking. Pre-snap. Pre-snap. When you get up and you look and you see. You read it. And you and now you he, know. He read and reacted. And then we're going. Read, here. gave out the instructions, and boom, let's go. You don't think when the ball is snapped, you that's do right. that before, and oh, then you go. Right. And and they were saying that there was footage of that where you could see. Good. Justin making that kind of – and that is good. I mean, that's that's what we're hoping for. And you hope it, to keep it continue. It's weird. Like, I, 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 this was kind of the theme yesterday for me was that I, I felt oddly reassured walking out of a building in which my beloved Bears got blown up by 20. <laughs> you know, go back to the, the Texans game, and it's like, oh, my God, the Bears stink. They don't deserve to win that game. How the hell did they win that game? You know, and you're like, you're totally down on your team after a win. And then after Sunday, they lose by 20 points. And I'm like, hey, I feel pretty good, you know. And Justin in the other. I know, it's crazy. It's crazy, Yerk. I get it. Well, what was the positive, Carm? It was Justin in the offense. Right. The positive was the defense only gave up 14 points in the second half. They gave up 28 in the first. True. The touchdown that's responsible to the offense is the offensive touchdown. Right. That they gave up. That's not on the defense. Right. So the defense did improve in the second half, probably because Dallas took the foot off the accelerator at some point. Maybe. Yeah. Somebody, or, or the defense improved. I don't know. Oh, they, they had that defense huffing and puffing for a lot of that game, man. It was, Each game is its own entity. Okay, You go back and you judge things as a whole at the end of the year. But each game is its own entity. It's got its own rhythm. Right. It's got its own uh, you know, uh, dynamics. And it's to be judged as an individual. The season, you look back and say, oh, this is what we were. It wasn't a successful season, blah, 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 blah. But now they've got a chance to write, you know, a blank canvas to do something special against the Miami Dolphins. And we'll see if the Bears can do something special against the Dolphins. We'll find out. 
They got man. I went back and I watched the Denver, uh, the uh, the Detroit game last night. York, I always like to watch the previous, you know, the next opponent's previous game. Right, right. Sweet Jesus, uh, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. I mean, we'll talk more about that as we get into the right. nuts and bolts of the matchup. They're weapons. Oh my God! We're celebrating getting the Chicago Bears, today. and we are. And there, it's it's a, more of a celebration. And, but you watch the, the tape, or it doesn't listen. I mean, hey, they're going to be hard pressed to make it happen. All right, it's like wow. Brisker and Gordon, welcome to the test. Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, hello, uh, Vildor, welcome, the, welcome to the machine. I'll give McDaniel credit right now. The ske- some of the scheme stuff is good, York. You know, he, he, he keeps putting hell in like ball situations where it's harder to get hands on him. And they get these really, the old spaghetti formations. Yes, yes. Little strands of they're, spaghetti they're coming out like, there, and these guys get free releases, and you can forget about it. And the next thing you know, they're bull, they're running downfield, wide open. Man, they're finding soft spots and zones. Man, they're beating their man. I mean, it's like they are stressing defenses with the speed and skill they have, and some of the clever formation stuff that McDaniel's doing with that offense right now. They are a load to handle offensively. Uh, we'll grab a few more Bears calls, and we'll get ready for crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. Big, busy day for sure. We're your future home of the Bears. We're ESPN Chicago. Carmen and Yurko. Follow at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64 on Twitter. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. They're live here at Dave and Buster's in Vernon Hills. You can watch us on Twitch today and every day, even when we're out on remote. Cameras with us, twitch.tv. Download the Twitch app. Let's say hi to John in Buffalo Grove on ESPN 1000. Johnny Boy, what's going on? Hey, guys, how are you? Congratulations on one heck of a day for you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate yes, it, man. Yes, wonderful day. Yeah. Yurko, got to tell you real quick, my mother had the biggest crush on you, and it used to piss me off when I was a kid watching Bear Game, Bear Packer Games. It's amazing. Why? That's just uh, She's obviously got were... tremendous taste. But you were on the wrong team. That's I got you. Was she was she a Packer yeah. fan? Your mom? No, no, no. She just she loved some Yurko. And well, I it's those baby blues, John. It. You can't. I mean, they, the women take one look; they can't resist. <laughs> I understand. It's that chin butt um, I have. Yeah. The uh, she actually did mention that Yurko. Anyway, um, the uh, I think it's a great sign. The Claypool trade. I think it's a great sign for the organization and trusting Fields. That's why I like it. Like we're saying, all right, good. You you basically had crap. We gave you something else. Let's see what you can do with this. So I like that. And for all the people out there that have been screaming to the heavens that we need to get this guy help, the minute we get him help, we're all mad because we spent a second round pick on him when we had two second round picks. And last yeah. and not least, if it doesn't work out, at least Green Bay didn't get him. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like Green Bay, according yeah. to, and John, thanks for the phone call. Um, it sound, according to Josina Anderson, Green Bay was thought by some in league circles, um, you know, to have the best offer. They were going to potentially land him, and the Bears swooped in and, and made the offer better. And he does need help. We have said that. John's not wrong. We People have been clamoring for it. Did they pay too steep a price? Like always, I think these are almost TBD, to be determined. To be determined, yes. Right? I, I, if they can find, if they can get back into whatever it was that made him look pretty special as right. a rookie, yep. I think we'll be happy with it. The and talent's there. You've the seen talent it. is there. He was a second-round pick. He was able. The talent to, is there. And, you, and you've seen that cream rise to a certain level, and you know you can get there. Now it's right. just getting get him, him back. back there. And, again, when you... When, when your team, the original one that is moving on from you, 
well, you've got something to prove. Right. So you're hoping Claypool feels like he's got something to prove. And, the, and you're coming into Notre Dame country. Chicago yeah. is Notre Dame country. Sure is. And it, the Bears still have other draft capital to go out and still select a wide receiver. I mean, this doesn't preclude them, I don't think. Still got a second rounder. Drafting still have a first rounder. You've got, got a, a couple third of rounder, a uh, couple of fourths, a couple of fifths. fifths. Yeah. yeah. Bears have, what, seven picks now, rounds one through five. They are sending the pick they got. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They're sending their pick, not the pick they got from Baltimore for the Roquan trade, to Pittsburgh. Bob's in New Lenox on the southwest side on ESPN 1000. Hey, Bob. Hey, boys. Yurko Kakoti. Dobro, dobro. How you doing, Bob? I've been better. I just don't remember when. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't, you know what? They traded away Quinn and Roquan. Okay, that that just proves those were the two best players we had. Otherwise, nobody would have took any. But who would? Who else would they trade on the team? Okay, they're now gone. They're get, now they've got these uh, draft picks from Baltimore. Baltimore is a playoff team. So how high of a draft pick are we well, going to get yeah. for that? It'll and be in the fifties, probably. Pool, we're just yeah. taking a shot. Yeah. Yeah, the pick's going to be about, uh, well, what do we in say? The 50s, the mid-50s. going to be in the 50s. Mid, mid yeah, so you 50s. end up dropping about 15 slots. Yeah. If you're going to pick 40, if you're not, it'll be between, uh, you're dropping between 10 and 12 slots. Bobby, you got to admit, uh, Robert Quinn does not have a future here. Uh, no. He just doesn't. Uh, age and everything else, where the Bears are. And then we're going to pay Roquan, whether we like it or not. And we can argue about it. We can. We can totally debate about it. They weren't going to pay him. They, they were not going to reset the inside linebacker market. They were not going to overpay a non-premium position on defense. And as much as I like Roquan, we've explained to you, it is a non-premium position on defense. It just is. Uh, they were not going to overpay. They were sticking to it. The offer they made in training camp, they specifically said, I mean, they, they were raving about the offer they made. They weren't going to budge off that. And if he didn't want it, so be it. And they got something for him. He said his responsibility was to the rest of the linebackers in the league. Not to accept what he considered an under-market deal. Yeah, that's what Roquan said. All right? Yep. Not a problem. So he'll go out and try to find it somewhere else. But uh, once it became evident they were not going to keep him, you know, I think the Bears did well to get anything. Personally, when Sylvie gave us the scenarios last week, I think I would have kicked the can down the road another year, franchised him. You know, Baltimore's not going to maybe have that luxury because they might have to franchise Lamar. Who knows? Well, they'll see if they can get that. And I'm not out. concerned about what Baltimore has to do. No, I'm not either. Yeah. I'm, I'm just but saying. I'm just saying. I, I what's going to happen to Roquan? The Bear. It would have been obvious for the right. Bears. Let's put it that right. way. Had they not traded him, like it no. would have been pretty obvious the Bears no. would have probably franchised him for the year. Just and see, maybe they're better next year. Maybe Fields okay. is good. The league turns over quick. Maybe they make some huge signings and they're competitive next year. Right. I could have seen that play out, but obviously it's not. Right, it's not. He's been traded. He's not our concern anymore. Right. He's not the Bears' concern. Whatever happens to Roquan down the line happens to Roquan down the line. We'll read about it in some blurb on the bottom of like what we're seeing right now on ESPN. It'll come across on the ticker. Roquan signs major deal with someone. How much? He's eager to see what he ultimately right. gets. You it, know? it will be. It'll, will it'll somebody be get Roquan $120 million? Boy, I, I don't know. Wow. I Six years, $120 million, or does he think he's getting it over five? I don't know. My problem is he believes he's getting he's it over, getting over five. five. That's what he believes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... I believe I can fly. That doesn't mean I'm flying by any stretch. I believe I can fly. Yeah. I don't who, believe who he sings can that? Fly. We can't sing that anymore, can we? Is that an R. Kelly? Why? When I can't sing that? Is that R. Kelly? I don't know. Why can't you sing no, it? it's canceled. 
By who? Who canceled it? I'm canceling it. He's despicable. Why? Is that an R. Kelly song, Charlie? Yeah, we you don't sing that. any Michael Jackson tunes? What did you think? He was some sort of sweetheart? I don't sing any Michael Jackson Huh? What songs. are you talking about? Billie Jean's <laughs> Not My Lover. I can't sing R. Kelly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, coming up next, we are going to crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. You can't sing Jerry Lee Lewis? You know, he got arrested once. Yeah, I don't sing him either. Now you're not going to sing Wasn't he making Jerry out Lee with Lewis? his cousin? I mean, I don't on. know. That's the story, Carm. I think R. Kelly. Who are you to judge? It was in the South. I'll, I'll judge. It was in the South. I'll judge R. Kelly. Who do you judge? I can't. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Remind me to never sing that song again, Charlie. I forgot that that's who it was. Shame on you. Waddle and Sylvia Crosstalk with us coming up next. They've got thoughts on all that's happened. It's been a wild day. We'll do Crosstalk coming up. And uh, the final word is brought to you, as always, by Bath Planet. And today it's from Adam Schefter. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to. Today's final word, word on Carmen and Yuriko. Major breaking news out of Chicago. Good former brands and Chicago Bears have reached a to make ESPN Chicago the exclusive new home for the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears, a charter franchise, and Good Karma Brands, one of the most iconic brands out there, now in partnership in a deal that will send reverberations across the NFL.